pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 131. Today I'm going to chat with Barrett Bloom from Last Shadow, talk about a legal dispute with the AR-15, and discuss the dead air Nomad L. I am your host, Ava Flanell, and Barrett, how are you doing today? I'm great, Ava. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, of course. I mean, I figured at this point we're friends, so, you know, it's the least I could do. Right? It'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I was like all flat. I was like all flattered. Like I get to be on a podcast. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was just one of those things where I was like running out of guests and I asked Chris, you know, from Tyrex Systems who he thought should be on and he just kind of threw you a bone and then I threw you a bone. So here you are. <laughs> man, I'm lucky to have such good friends. Uh, man. So right now I'm eating one of these like quest cookies. This is what happens when you decide that you're going to make a lifestyle change and get rid of all the junk food in your house and then just keep. So I didn't buy these Quest protein cookies. Um, somebody gave them to me and uh, what flavor are they? So I'm eating a peanut butter one and that's just because I was desperate. I was hungry and I didn't really have time to eat anything. So I just grabbed this, but they are pretty disgusting. Like it has a weird taste in my mouth, like an aftertaste, but dude, it's 220 calories. Like a regular cookie, isn't it like less calories? Like I'd rather just go for a regular cookie. Probably. I don't I would know. think it's less cookies. I don't know. I don't really check maybe calories. You could, have, you could have two real cookies for one of the fake cookies. Yeah, probably. And then, yeah, I have no idea what makes this one healthy and regular cookies, you know, better than regular cookies. But whatever. Again, Science. yeah, I just work out. I don't really pay attention to the calories, but I am regretting throwing out all of my junk food. <laughs> Which kind of contradicts what I just said, but I just can't. I don't. I, had peanut, I, I can't just sit there and eat junk food nonstop. I don't really watch what I eat, but I can't just eat it nonstop. Yeah, I would just get sick. Yeah, and I'm still here. <laughs> I've never, I've never been a sweets person, but cookies. I mean, those are like a sweet spot. Yeah, I actually had cookies for breakfast this morning. Oh damn! Driving through snow flurries. Hey, you know what that? You know what that's called? What? Adulthood. You could do whatever you want. Yeah, you could do whatever you want when you're an adult. You can't eat cookies for breakfast when you're a kid, but you can when you're an adult. And I I ate them all, too. Okay. They they were good. Okay, that's great. All right. On another note, let's talk about Manicore Arms. So Manicore Arms, they have the Scorpion Evo, the 12-inch M-Lock 4-in back in stock. So if you guys own the Scorpion Evo, um, I would definitely recommend check it out. It just gives it kind of a nice, uh, just a nice look to it. It's just kind of an added feature. It's on their website for $159. But if you use the code GUNFUNNY15, you will get 15% off that price or anything else on the website. And that is at manicorearms.com. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. All right, so Barrett, you are the owner of Last Shadow. And for people who don't know what that is, uh, can you just explain what the company does? Oh, wow. Yeah. We are an experienced adventure company. 
specializing in helicopter adventures. Primarily, we do helicopter hog hunts, aerial gunnery events, military and law enforcement training, utility work. Dang, I actually didn't know that you did all of that. I just thought that you, you know, like did uh, helicopter related events. So I actually, I rode on your helicopter during the uh, Triarch Systems aerial gunnery event, which is cool. And I've never, I've never, well, that was the first time I ever shot a gun out of a helicopter. And I think that was the first time I rode in a helicopter where like, you know, it was like open. It wasn't enclosed. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was, it was cool. But I got to know, like, how did you start Last Shadow? What gave you the idea? Luck, a lot of that and timing, just being in the right place. Um, you know, the market for, for helicopters and the capability came about for hog hunting, um, around 2011 as a commercial operation. Farmers and ranchers, man, they've been flying helicopters, shooting stuff out of them for, for a long time. Um, but, I just uh, kind of fell into the business, started selling hunts, and slowly grew my way up. I uh, was able to start my own company. But when you and, say you fell you into know, the business, can you elaborate on that? Yeah. So there was um, another company that uh, sold helicopter hog hunts. And uh, myself and Richard, our pilot, awesome dude, he worked for him too. And um, we just uh, decided to go a different direction. And uh, me and Richard went out and uh, founded Last Shadow. Nice. And helicopters, yeah. that I would imagine that's something that is pretty costly and it's going to take a while to pay off. Like, that's a lot of hog hunts. Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's definitely definitely more money than I've ever experienced bills-wise. Yeah, I'm sure. But But it is so much fun to get to do what I do. Like I will work hard, endless hours to keep sharing this with people. I mean, it's just, it's a blast. Nice. And so do all of your hunting packages take place in Texas? Uh, they do. We do offer some in Oklahoma. Um, and we can do any kind of aviation thing around the country. We've done some international stuff as well. Okay. And then what do you guys typically, I mean, I know you mentioned hogs, but what else do you guys typically hunt or shoot? So we hunt coyotes and pigs. Um, in some areas of Texas, you can shoot bobcats out of the helicopter. And what we're doing is eradication. It's, it's depredation as the law is interpreted. And we just go out with a vengeance and put down as many pigs, coyotes um, that we can. They're really wreaking a lot of havoc on the land. And yeah. it's, it's tough to see because we're all driving, you know, horizontally all the time. But you get up. 250, 300 feet, you know, you see some of these damages in cornfields, man. It's wheat fields. It's, it's insane. And is it just that they're eating crops? Oh yeah. They're eating, they're rooting up. I mean, they're just like having a party in these fields. Wow. And they breathe like crazy. Yeah. So I remember, so it's stupid, but I actually didn't really know of like about the hogs in Texas. It was a few years back. Somebody asked me if I wanted to go out to Texas and, and shoot hogs. And here I'm thinking like, oh, no, like I love little piglets. They're so cute. And then they're showing me pictures of like the the hogs that they killed. And some of these things were so freaking big. I mean, they looked like, I don't know, like rhinoceroses or something like they were huge. And 
And I had no idea. And they were explaining to me that, you know, they're super destructive. They, they procreate extremely quickly. And in the litter, there's like, you know, not just like one or two baby pigs, like there's a lot. And so, you know, do you think that that actually reminds me, like, do you think that even by like hunting these, like that you guys are even making a dent in the problem? I do not. And that's, that's just being in the industry and, and knowing information. And, you know, we have such a really, really strong landowner network mm-hmm. that basically is, is how we operate. You know, the landowners are out there on their land every day. I mean, they're not farming and planting every day, but they're inspecting their crops. They know where the pigs are and they tell us where it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we do not stop getting those calls. And that's, you know, six and a half years of business, seven. And there's, there's tons of places throughout the state that still need to be serviced. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I heard that you know, many farmers will pretty much even just pay you to come and just shoot, you know, whatever is damaging their property. And because that's a huge loss for farmers, I mean, that's pretty much like their livelihood. So if, you know, a bunch of pigs come and just completely destroy their crops, like that's, you know, that's like I said, their livelihood. Yeah, it's very interesting you bring that up. So um, we've always tried to solve the problem. Like, yes, we're a business and we need to take care of ourselves, but how can we always give back and like do more with what we got? And I mean that with work, with, with money, with just how we operate as a core business. Mm-hmm. So five and a half years ago, we used to charge landowners um, to go service their property. Uh, we stopped that five years ago and provided the service 100% free to the landowners. Now, that doesn't mean we're doing it every day all the time, but Mm -hmm. we budget and allocate funds from our hunts to be able to go and service those landowners when they need it. Sometimes we don't have clients and, you know, a a landowner could lose a hundred grand in a night. And Mm -hmm. he's like, I don't want to lose another hundred grand. I need service. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, have gun, we'll travel. Right. Who, I mean, so you guys, cause I've talked to Ashley who works for you and she was just kind of, awesome. she is. And she was just kind of telling me about like, you guys have certain uh, clients, a lot of uh, repeat business and a lot of people are like celebrities too, which is, I'd imagine is kind of cool. Do you ever kind of get starstruck? Like, wow, so-and-so's in the back of my helicopter. Yeah, there was this aerial gunnery event last year, and there's this chick. She's got a podcast. She, like, you know, it, it was just too intense. You know what's funny about that, though? This, so this was the first time that we met was at the was at that event. And I had this Tacticam yep. that goes on the, um, <laughs> on the handguard of your gun. And this freaking company was just, like, driving me up a wall. Like, hey, did you get the footage? Did you? And this thing wasn't really – it wasn't, like – that intuitive to work. So it turns out that when it's, I forget if it's like solid or if it's beeping, but I, I couldn't even figure out if it was recording, if it wasn't, but I wanted to get good footage. And so when I went up on the helicopter, I obviously had it on my gun, but then I wanted you to keep it on the gun. And so that when other people were shooting, we'd get that footage. And I'm pretty sure that day you pretty much wanted to kill me because I was like, well, use this gun. Hello, you're forgetting can you press the button make sure it's still on <laughs> and so from that day oh no i 
Go ahead. I totally remember. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Because you were probably like, this bitch. And even so from that day, I was like, oh, Barrett's kind of mean. And then I met you again, I guess, a few months later. And you were like, so much fun and just easygoing. And I was like, wow, I guess maybe you were just stressed out that day. <laughs> well, there's 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 so much going on. And I get into my like work zone. Like mm-hmm. I love what I do, but I pay, like I have this super hyper focus. And when we're running 250 people a day, we're doing a pretty good job of calculating how many rounds are going through each gun, mm-hmm. like in a rotation yeah. and how we rotate them out and getting that stuff. Yeah. No, that but, makes sense. I know that there was, and there I was think, a lot think, of people. I think I did get it out there a few times. I worked it in. No, you did. Hopefully you did a you good job. Yeah. You did a good job. The footage of Dallas Safari Club is better. Yeah. So my ca- my camera. That's scared. right. So then we ended up uh, meeting again at Dallas Safari Club, and you were actually my cameraman, and you followed me around, and we just recorded, you know, funny footage, and that was a, definitely a lot better of an experience than trying to get footage from this stupid little, you know, tacticam thing that I couldn't even figure out how to work. <laughs> But you know what's also funny about that event, the Dallas Safari Club? What is it? Well, remember when you were walking around with a big bump on your head, like the size of an egg? Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's almost gone. Oh, that's good. Because I was like really embarrassed. I was like, good thing you're not in front of the camera and you're in back. But, you know, I just I felt bad, especially because you were trying to like pick up ladies at the event and like they just weren't having it. They didn't really think the bump was that attractive. No, they just stare at my head like, look at this dude with a goose goose egg on his on his head. And that's because you were wrestling with a friend, and what you yeah. hit your head on something. Yeah, no, like uh, it was a very very intense like <laughs> wrestling match in a hotel room. We didn't break anything, and the cops weren't called, which is awesome. It kind of sounds romantic. Got... Oh, of course it was wrestling. How is that not romantic? Yeah, hotel you'll room. To, you'll, have tell, you'll have to tell Jimmy that. rough is like the new you know the new trending thing to do in the bedroom yeah (laughs) yeah so and then i could i don't know so yeah i remember i told you to put neosporin on it too because it was looking pretty bad you know i did that like i'm not kidding you when you told me that i wasn't even thinking about it because i have a lot of scars all over my body yeah but one on top of your forehead is just one that you don't want yeah, and I have a lot of scars on my head and in my eyebrows and stuff, but they're not visible. Yeah, and then you like freaked me. You freaked me out. You're like, that's gonna be on your head. I would get me a sporn. Like, <laughs> and you go to Costco and you buy it in bulk. Oh my god, I put it on like three times a day. Yeah, well, that's like, that's how gonna, I felt when I I'm, got when my chest got burnt from brass. Oh um, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're moving on. We're not You're talking re- about these events anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so you You're also you also do night vision hunting, which I didn't realize that you did. Uh, I just saw it on your website, and I was like, "Uh, okay, I know what we're doing next time I come to Texas." Oh yeah. So what do you guys so, uh, what we, do you guys use we, for the night vision? We use um, helmet mounted night vision okay. and um, IR IR lasers on the weapons, as well as uh, different thermal devices, hmm. uh, binoculars, inline thermals, and vehicle mounted thermals. Nice. And is that, that's typically when the pigs come out, right? So they're out all the time. It's just okay. kind of when they're, they're hungry and stuff, but they are traditionally or not traditionally, they are nocturnal animals. 
and doing it with night vision and thermal is it's it's an absolute blast. Yeah, I would imagine. And, I only kind of started to dip into night vision a little bit. And it's not cheap, although I have actually interviewed a few companies uh, aside outside the show that are making stuff that's pretty affordable. But I'm like, okay, cool. Just what I need. Another expensive hobby. But I don't know. I might I might actually start getting into it over the summer. Right now it's too freaking cold. I don't even like going outside during the day. But yeah. that but that sounds I, cool. I, I love night vision. Not only for the fact what you can do with lasers and hunting and things like that, but if you ever get a chance to go look at the stars under night vision, I mean it's just like it'll blow your mind. Hmm. Like you will see ten times, hundred times more stars than you've ever seen. You'll see satellites booking it across the sky, shooting stars all the time. It's really cool. Hmm. Very cool. Well, yeah, I'll have to check that out. I didn't even think to do that. So you, you offer corporate retreats. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I mean, that's kind of a, a nice way to, especially for like, like your company or something, you know, some team building. (laughs) Yeah. Nothing like, you know, killing some pigs, but make the bonding go i know isn't it um because ashley was also telling me that pigs usually go down a lot quicker than coyotes like coyotes are a little bit more of a fighter oh they are they're a challenge number one to hit them and then there's there's something about a coyote that's got some demonic like persistence to live like we've seen them running with um intestines hanging out um, for a long time wow and then the other coyote is behind him and he's biting the other coyotes. Anyway, oh kind of gruesome, but yeah, no kidding. They're, they're harder to hit and they're, they're savage creatures. Wow. I think that would be sad. There's a really cool, there's a really cool book called Coyote America. It talks about all the coyotes in America. Coyotes are fascinating animals too. If you kill enough of them, the females will automatically go into heat to get their population back up. Wow. That's pretty cool. I'm going to, what do you know, time is, uh, I'm a little late on this, but I'm going to talk about SB Tactical real quick. Are you familiar with their stuff? Awesome. I love them. They're great. Do you, so I'm assuming you use quite a bit of their braces? I, I have. I have two of them. Okay. I have them on quite a few of my guns. I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like to SBR a pistol is kind of pointless at this point just because you're paying like an added $200 and I'd rather just put that money towards a suppressor where is like the brace, you know, pretty much almost looks the same. And, uh, and SB Tactical has done a really nice job of like designing just some really good looking braces. I also noticed that they have the SB A3 takedown kit and that looks pretty cool. It's it's a hundred ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. But if you use the code GunFunny fifteen, you will get fifteen percent off, and that is at sb tactical dot com. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go up here in the notes section and see some of the things that you put in here, which was interesting. You probably wrote the most show notes out of any of my guests. Nice. Yeah. I was like, I just okay. got excited. I, I think you did. <laughs> um, okay. Polymer ammo. What do you have to say about that? So polymer ammo is like a, a new thing coming out in a lot of, uh, companies that are making it. The military is trying to switch, you know, 
lot of their new light machine guns and sniper rounds to polymer. And I'm fascinated by it. I think it's it's cool. You take off 40% of the weight. That's brass on any case. Mm-hmm. It's about 40% of the weight of the bullet. And, then, and I'm just, I'm really anxious for it, but I haven't seen any of them work really well. Huh. Interesting. Is it, um, I mean, this might be a stupid question, but is it non-frangible? Um, correct. Yeah. I'm sure you can make frangible too, but huh. okay. Um, most of the stuff I'm talking about is non-frangible. Yeah. yeah There's that's... some scientists out there that can make some crazy bullets. Yeah. Well, I mean, that would, I mean, you would think that it would be a lot more cost effective and it would lower the weight, which is nice, especially on where I think about it is like, um, your gun that you're carrying for self-defense. So yeah, you want, you know, you, the more, the more ammo your magazine holds, the better, but it also adds a lot more weight. And so I typically use, um, it's called Liberty Civil Defense and it's super lightweight but if they made a, you know, a, a polymer bullet, I would assume that it might even be even lighter than that. But obviously it would have to work because if it's not really reliable, then kind of defeats the purpose. Yep. And then you're also coming out to Colorado in about a week. I am. I'm excited. So you're going to spend two days in Denver and you're coming out with a bunch of people. Yep. But oh, yeah. You guys are going to spend. We're bringing a crew. Okay, so what do you guys have planned in Denver? So we have a night vision LE training with uh, our homeboy Jonas, who's an awesome dude. Really cool day. Um, guy teaches a lot of classes, really knowledgeable. And then the next day we have some police department visits. The next day, I think one more police department visit. And obviously go have a nice dinner somewhere in Denver. And then head down south to, to your area. Nice. And we've decided, so you had a few requests. You asked that I find a place where you can shoot guns out of a car. And I was like, well, yep. you know, my ex-boyfriend's house. Huh? No, I'm just kidding. That's off the record. <laughs> Scratch that. <laughs> but I was like, really? Are you kidding me? I got to find a range now where, you know, you can drive your rental car and we could shoot guns. But then I thought, you know what? Yeah. We're going to do it for the gram. We're going to break the internet. All right, let's do it. You don't have to twist my arm. So I did find a place. So we're going to do that. You actually, you wanted to rent hot air balloons and shoot guns out of hot air balloons. And I was down for that. I don't know if they'd allow guns, but I was totally down for a hot air balloon ride. Unfortunately, it's out of season, even though just a few weeks ago, I saw a hot air balloon in the air. But whatever. I think I'm going to make dinner for you guys because I don't really cook that much. In fact, I don't really cook often at all. And there's only a few things that I could cook well, but among those things is uh, eggplant parm and lasagna. So I'm going to make that for oh you guys. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's going to be good. It sounds so delicious. So I I only learned how to make eggplant parm because when I moved back to Colorado from New York City, the food in Colorado is just, it's not the same. It's just lots of chain restaurants. Like you go to Olive Garden, they give you some like thick chunk of chewy eggplant and you're like what is this and it's not supposed to be thick and chewy it's supposed to be like thinly sliced and you know basically just like melts in your mouth so i had to figure out how to make that but i think i think overall we're gonna have fun we we definitely have to plan a few more things we're also going to take pictures um you have a photographer coming with you so that'll be fun and yeah yeah. he's really cool you're gonna get your chris vector out right 
Uh, yeah. So I have a few guns that I'm going to, in fact, actually, um, IWI, they just sent me their new, uh, what is it? The, uh, TS 12, their shotgun. Nice. And yeah. So like, I'm super excited. I've only seen a few people release, release videos where they're shooting that and it looks like a ton of fun. So I don't know if I'll be shooting that out of the car, but I'm definitely going to be shooting it that day. I'll bring it out. But yeah, um, oh, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's going to be so awesome. Yeah. And then you guys get to meet Tickles too. Oh yeah. Tickles. Yeah. I saw Tickles in your video. Yeah. She's pretty cute. Your safe driver <laughs> video. Yeah. Which can we just talk about that for a second? I made that video. It's very Larry, very Larry David. I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Well, I'm glad that you thought it was funny because a lot of people thought that I was serious and they were like, you're not wearing your seatbelt or, well, you know, who would even download that app? It's an invasion of privacy. And I'm just like, geez, people, can you just like stop being serious for just one second and just laugh or move along? And it's just, it's so frustrating sometimes. Like when I honestly think more people take me seriously than they think I'm funny. So either that's my problem or their problem. <laughs> I'm not really sure, <laughs> but we well, have, we have funny. some issues on our hands. All right. So wrapping well, it's, up, it's, go ahead. It's good to, to spark some fires like that. Yeah, I guess it's just kind of annoying. It's annoying when you have to explain yourself for like, I don't know, the 15th time, but. That's, I guess that comes, you know, that's part of the job. <laughs> comes with the cast. It, with it the podcast. does. Yeah, yeah. Um, so wrapping up, what future events do you guys have planned? Oh, man. We are uh, getting ready to start planning our aerial gunnery. We have that. And then um, Last Shadow is going to have a, a Halloween party, which is going to be pretty cool. We're not telling anybody what it is, but. It'll be uh it'll be pretty cool. You have to come out yeah. to that invitation. Definitely. And, and then, then when is the tri then, I'm trying to think, when is typically the Triarch event? October. So we got we got plenty of time. So I might as well just stay the entire month then. Do it. <laughs> Do it. October's a great month. Uh I don't know. It was like a hundred degrees both days when we were doing the aerial event. It was a little yeah, on the hot side. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then what else? We got a thing we're doing in Hawaii. That'll be pretty cool. But other than that, just going with the roll. Right, see cool. what see what happens this year. It's it's going to be a good year for both uh, for Last Shadow. I'm sure for you, for Triarch, Dead Air, everyone. It's, yeah, it's exciting for everyone to work in together. And you actually work for Dead Air, but we are going to talk about that when we get into the uh, gear segment when we talk about the Nomad L. So do you have time to hang out for the rest of the show? I do. Okay, cool. So before we get into it, we're going to talk about Sportsman's Guide real quick. They have so much stuff on their website. I don't know if you guys have ever just kind of, you know, glanced at their website, but it's really difficult not to get pulled in because they offer so much, so many different things. And one of the things that I stumbled upon was a, uh, it's called the Castle Creek Gun Concealment Wall Shelf. And it has hooks and it, it's, you know, you're able to conceal your gun in there. It was just, I don't know. I think that it was, it's a great, like those shelves and stuff are just a great way to conceal your, your gun. Um, you can get quick access to it. And then a lot of them are either locked, you know, through a magnetic lock or, 
RFID or something like that. So definitely a great alternative. But I would say definitely check out Sportsman's Guide. They have a bunch of stuff. If you find something you like, use the code GUNFUNNY20, and that will get you $20 off your purchase of $100 or more, and that is at sportsmansguide.com. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome, as... Never mind. AF. So I posted this article on uh, the Gun Funny Facebook page last week, but I wanted to talk about it just because I think it's so interesting. So a former ATF agent is disputing, I guess, the legal verbiage over uh, what a firearm is. And this guy, uh, Dan O'Kelly, he was in ATF. He was a part of ATF for 23 years. And now he's, uh, he was also considered one of the top gun experts with ATF. And now a lot of times he's being called on, uh, in, you know, in trials and stuff to be like an expert witness. And he basically said that the ATF has been deliberately misinterpreting a key gun control regulation for decades because officials fear that following the letter of the law would allow criminals to build AR-15s and other firearms piece by piece with unregulated parts. So let's backtrack three decades uh, later. There was the passage of 1968, the Gun Control Act, and basically Congress made it, you know, they they basically put this law intact where you had to document serialize every piece that was part of a firearm. And then they realized that, okay, that's really kind of burdensome. There's a lot of paperwork involved. And so then they... Uh, passed where it was, you only had to document basically the key component, uh, which was according to the Gun Control Act, and that was referred to as either the frame or the receiver, which generally speaking is the body of a firearm in the area surrounding the trigger. Uh, the definition says the part of a firearm which provides housing for the hammer, bolt, or breech block and firing mechanism and which is usually threaded as its forward position to receive the barrel. The problem um, is that roughly 60% of the guns in America do not have a single part that fail, that falls under that definition. So AR-15s, for example, they have a split receiver. There's an upper, there's a lower. So it doesn't really meet the requirement that is in that definition. And um, basically, prosecutors, they've argued that if they were to adopt his view, that this would basically ruin about 50 years of work that the ATF's done with regulating AR-15s um, and other, you know, uh, firearms. And he said that he was not responsible for writing the law or regulation. He has merely testified truthfully when asked about them in court. He said, if you have a problem with the truth, who's the bad guy? And that was his quote. So I don't know if I don't really know what he's really trying to. It doesn't sound like he's like trying to, I guess, erase like 50 years worth of documentation. But he's just pointing out that when he gets called on the stand as an expert witness, you know, it's his job to tell the truth. And the truth is, is that a lot of these firearms are not falling under the definition that was created, which definitely makes things, you know, pretty interesting. I think it's very interesting. I mean, can you imagine if this actually, if they, you know, because it's like, if you think about any lawsuit and lawyers, it's all about the verbiage that's used. That's why, like, if you've ever read like a legal document, it's so freaking confusing because it's like, 
the, you know, they want to be extremely vague and it's, it's just, when I worked for the New York Yankees, I worked in the legal department and my job, one of my jobs was, uh, proofreading legal contracts. And literally I wanted to just shoot myself every day. It sucked just because, you know, the verbiage and stuff. And you're just like, what are they talking about? But it really, at the end of the day, it kind of, you know, just depends on the verbiage used. And a lot of times that'll make or break, you know, like a, an entire case. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how judges are overturning it and they're agreeing with him on, on several cases. Yeah. In a way, it's kind of a good thing. I guess it's kind of a win for the firearms industry. I, I mean, think it is. the firearms industry doesn't get a whole lot of wins. Yeah. No, they don't, especially lately with everything going on. No, it doesn't. So, which is sad. I mean, guns are weapons, everything. I mean, they're a part of human nature. I mean, yeah, we built the country with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Speaking of guns, Sharps Bros, they make the uh, just the really cool lowers that have you know the cool design. So I was looking at the Jack Nine. All the other ones are mostly for like you know made for like two two three, three hundred blackout stuff like that. But the Jack Nine that will accept you can make it into a nine millimeter, forty Smith and Wesson, three fifty seven Sig. So lots of different options. It's on their website for $299.95, and you can find that at sharpsbros.com. Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours. So today's question, and guys, if you have a question, by all means, feel free to submit it. Just go to gunfunny.com, click on the contact us form, fill it out, ask your question. Obviously, you'll be uh, anonymous. Today's question is, what sport would be the funniest to add a mandatory amount of alcohol to? Barrett, I feel like you should answer this because, for one, I don't even play sports. Man, that's a tough one. <laughs> I'm like, either something. On, here's the thing: if I were to play, on. if I were to play sports, like there has to be alcohol involved. So I don't really understand the question. Yeah, like I was thinking, well, like kickball, but I mean that's kind of a thing. Like I have friends that go out and they just drink beer and play kickball. But professional sport, I would say hockey or like cycling. I think, like, imagine like they're doing the Tour de France, right? Mm-hmm. And they're all wasted. On up those hills and stuff, you know, barfing on each other, running in, you know. If they could even ride the bike. Yeah. Popping tires. That would be kind of funny. Hockey? It would be. I guess hockey would be kind of funny, but I would assume that at that point, if you're in the big leagues, well, no, I'm sorry. We're thinking about just regular people. Cause I, I mean, as it is like ice skating isn't really my thing. Skiing isn't really my thing. Can you imagine being drunk? Well, really? actually, you know what? When I when I did go skiing the last time, I I absolutely hated it, and I kept falling. And I was just like, "Screw this! It's cold." I'm just I just wasn't feeling it. So, um, I made it to the bottom of the hill, and I just went to the bar. And then next thing you know, I had a few <laughs> drinks. <laughs> I'm a little tipsy, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go try this thing again. And surprisingly enough, I never fell. I didn't fall once. I was like a total pro. And I'm like, okay, noted. So you just have to get a little tipsy. And then I think it just kind of takes out the fear of things. 
and you don't overthink it and suddenly you're like amazing. There's other things that I've done before while I was drunk, like New Orleans. It's, it's weird because you know how, um, uh, well on Facebook, how your memories pop up and it's, it's so bittersweet because about eight years ago, I lost my mom, like almost eight years in June. And, um, so a lot of those memories will pop up and this time, eight really years, sorry to hear that. Yeah. Well, and, and this time, eight years ago, we went to New Orleans and it was right before Mardi Gras and we had so much fun and it was just my sister, my mom, and then one of our girlfriends. So it was kind of like a girl's trip and we went to a bar and my mom's definitely not a big drinker. Like she would drink a beer and be like tipsy, like white girl wasted. But anyway, so we're drinking and they, at this bar, they did a hula hoop contest and so I just, I don't know, I had that liquid courage, got up there, did the hula hoop contest. I was able to like hula hoop, like eight hula hoops at once. So backtrack, oh my sober, gosh. sober me can't even hula hoop one hula hoop, but yet drunk Ava <laughs> can hula hoop all the hula hoops. So I ended up winning that contest and then I got a bunch of shots for free. And then next thing you know, we're all taking shots, including my mom. My mom was like super white girl wasted, but, um, that was probably one of the best trips that I took with my mom and like definitely one of the most memorable. So I don't know, maybe adding alcohol to any of these sports would maybe even be beneficial for, you know, for the way that people, yeah, who knows? I mean, if you're anything like me, you might perform a little bit better. (laughs) Yeah. It's an enhancing drug. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, only to a degree. It's like, it's like one of those things. It's like the hill you kind of go up a little bit and then you hit a certain spot and then it's like you just decline and it's just kind of a downhill you know based in the ground yeah and then you have a big bump on your head like somebody i know like and everybody stares at it yeah and then you're trying to like you know hit on somebody and they're just like uh stop talking to me (laughs) yeah okay but it's still bleeding (laughs) yeah right (laughs) oh what happened to you i had a rough night last night Anyways, that's a really sad story. So we're going to move on and we're going to talk about Polymer 80. I love that little beat. That uh, is cool. Yeah. It makes me want to jam got me out. Pumped up. Makes me want to go drink. Just Hell kidding. Yeah. Just kidding. It's only 10 a.m. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, so polymer 80, they have a 22 LR conversion kit for the PF nine. Let me see if I can remember this, the PF nine 40 V two, as well as the PF, uh, S nine series, uh, which is really cool. So you can convert, you know, that gun into a 22, obviously, um, you can find it at polymer 80.com. And if you find something you like, or you want to buy that kit, use the code gun funny, and that will get you 15% off. Tactic Talk, discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. All right, so Barrett, you actually work for Dead Air Silencer. I do. Dead Air, is is it? It's not Dead Air Silencers, right? It's just Dead Air? No, it is Dead Air Silencers. Okay, good. So I'm not losing my mind. So, and how long have you worked for them? I've worked for them for about a year and a half, okay. almost two years. Nice. Is it a pretty good company to work for? I love it. Everybody I work with is fantastic. It's it's pretty cool to get to sell suppressors in general. 
Right. Um, most people want want our products, whether it's our company or, or another one. You know, people are excited about suppressors. Mm-hmm. It's an exciting thing right now. And it's it's also so it's really cool to be a part of that. Yeah, but it's also one of those things. Like even uh, just recently, last weekend in one of my classes. One guy was, he was showing off his gun or something and he's like, yeah, and I have the suppressor to go on it. And they're like, wait, what's a suppressor? And they're like, is that legal? So it's weird because there's still so many misconceptions about like NFA items and, you know, and how people can get them and if it's illegal and if you get pulled over and you have a suppressor and, you know, all that stuff. So I can understand why people get excited about it, you know, especially when they know that they can buy one in most states. So, you know, I could see that, but you guys just recently came out with the dead air nomad L. Can you tell me about that? We did. Absolutely. This is a, it's an awesome all around can and it weighs about 18.3 ounces. Nice. It's perfect for low, low pressure and high pressure rounds, uh, performing great across the board. Um, it can take up to uh 300 Norma on down. Hmm. It's, uh, it's, it's, a lot like our Nomad 30. They got the same name. One's kind of shorter, one's longer. Um, but it, it, um, performed great. And the Nomad, so the L is, I'm assuming it's longer. Yes. It's, it's three baffles longer than the, than the regular Nomad. Okay. And, and it the... is, it's out. It's out on the market. Nice. It is making its way through America right now. When did you guys launch this? Right after Shot Show. Okay, cool. So just recently. Yeah. And let's see. Yep. It's funny on your website. It says suppressing 300 blackout is child's play. I like that. Oh yeah. That's an Elliot comment. Oh, I'm sure. I think Elliot would write something like that. Right. And you can get the Nomad L at Silencer Shop. Go call Elliot. Yeah. Elliot works at Silencer Shop. He's one of our friends. Unfortunately. He's a gangster. Mm, yeah, I guess. He's kind of a little too goody two shoes for me if we're being honest, but that's, that's another <laughs> conversation. <laughs> That's a conversation for another day. And then he's going to he's gonna listen to this because you were on it. And then he's going to be like, oh, my gosh, Ava, you don't like me? And I'll be like, well, yeah. <laughs> what took you so long to realize it? And then what is MSRP on the Dead Air Nomad L? So MSRP is 1065. Okay. And that ships with a direct, direct mount, 5H by 24 thread pitch on there. And then will it go on um, any other mounts if somebody already has it mounted onto their gun? It will, but you will need an adapter called a Kimo, which is our really kind of st- one of our staple projects. Yeah. Our uh, product is, is how our can, can mounts to the weapon, to the muzzle brake, to the flash hider. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you can, in, you can pull out that direct thread, put in a Kimo, and it'll work interchangeably between muzzle brakes and flash hiders across different calibers. Nice. So it's like one of those, one of those things that you have to have. I mean, that you should yeah. have, it should be and in it, everyone's range bag. Absolutely. Okay, cool. So you can get that at your local gun store. If they have, you know, their class three license silencer shop, any other place that I left out. Try art anywhere. Okay, cool. All right. Awesome. Um, one last ad read from Trigger Brew. So Trigger Brew, um, I've been drinking their stuff now for, I don't know, maybe a month and a half. I love their stuff. But aside from them making coffee, they also offer beef jerky. 
and their flavors are amazing. The uh, it's called the Love the Tang Bang, so it's like a sweet and like spicy taste, and uh, it's really good. Um, I think it's like sixteen dollars for, I don't know, maybe what is it, seven ounces or something. Don't quote me on that, but. If you use the code GUNFUNNY, you will get 20% off anything on their website, including coffee, any of the jerky, and they are coming out with um, with energy drinks and energy shots. So just, you know, it's kind of like your one-stop shot for all the fun things. And that is at TriggeredBrew.com. All right, it is that time to read iTunes reviews. So I have some bad news. Some jerk gave me a one star, and his name is Fuck Liber Trads. I don't know. He doesn't know. I think he he meant to spell something else, but that's how he spelt it. One star, not funny. The worst show for people who like guns. <laughs> and sorry, I mean the show's not supposed what to be funny. Jerk. This show's not supposed to be funny. The problem is, is Gun Bunny was taken, so I just had to go with Gun Funny, okay? So I apologize. Sorry to get your hopes up, and uh sorry to let you down. But it's like, so, stuff like this, you almost just wonder if it's actually somebody who listened to the show, or if it's just people that don't like me and just feel like whenever they're bored, they just want to put out like a one star, which happens occasionally. And usually it's like totally inappropriate, so I don't read it, but... I don't know. Yeah. Like what a jerk. So if you guys would like to go to iTunes and write a review so that that doesn't bring down my rating, I would greatly appreciate it. Second review is Albert one, two, three, five stars right on the edge of the precious dot, dot, dot metals. Ava's right. Protect your future with diverse portfolio, including precious metals and guns. And don't forget to grab the precious ammo while you're at it. Great information and entertainment to bring a smile to your Monday morning. All right. So Barrett, typically I would ask the guest to pick one, you know, one of those reviews to be the winner, but that one star guy, he's not winning anything or maybe he should, maybe I should find out where he lives and find out if he listens to the show still. So you know what? I'm going to pick both of these people as winners and you guys both get gun funny t-shirts and you can find that at ballisticinc.com forward slash Ava Flannel. So go ahead and pick out a shirt and let me know. Contact me with your information. I'll have that sent out to you. And on that note, we are going to wrap up. By the way, remember when you said you wanted to do a drive-by? Yes. Okay. Just making sure. (laughs) I really want to do drive-by. Oh my gosh. (laughs) All right. Wrapping up. It's like a real thing. I don't think I would ever want to do that. I would feel bad. I mean, it depends what we're like. So, okay, you're right. We're not talking about like doing a drive by, like and hurting people. I think maybe it would be cool if we had, it would be cool if we had like a bunch of steel targets, which, oh, I just realized actually today I'm getting a shipment from TA targets and I just ordered like a ton of stuff, like so many steel. And then I already have a lot of their steel targets in my garage. But if we bring all of those to the range and then we do like we, you know, we're shooting from the car and we shoot all the steel, that would be kind of cool. I think so. While we're, while we're driving. Yeah, exactly. All right. It's on. That's we're now we not, have a game plan. We'll, we'll try not to wreck the rental car. I mean, I've, it's I've, not. I've actually done a, a lot of these drive-bys in rental cars. Yeah, well, I mean, you're not going to do it with your own car, but just make sure that Chris puts the rental car in his name so we don't have to worry about it. 
<laughs> all right we're gonna wrap up if you guys want to find me uh just go to gunfunny.com also check out my youtube page so there's i always put the show just the audio on the gunfunny youtube channel but i also have an ava flannel channel and i'm about to hit 10,000 subscribers which is pretty good because i think i started the channel what, like what? yeah i started the channel like 10 months ago um but um i would recommend check out my funny my funny uh car i don't know my what would you call it i i used a a driving app so and i talked about that so i would check out that video and if you guys want to support the show you enjoy it think about maybe becoming a patreon and literally a dollar gets you access to our facebook only group uh which is a lot of fun but there's also different levels like $5 and up you get entered into a giveaway where you get like a box full of gear every month well you know you get entered into a drawing where you get, you know, the chance to win a box full of gear. And then Blown Deadline is giving a lucky Patreon each month a $300 gift certificate. If you guys haven't heard of Blown Deadline, they do awesome Cerakote jobs. And I wanted to thank our $25 Patreons. And Barrett, you're probably going to recognize two names uh, within the $25 Patreon. So Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran 8888, Ryan Morrison, Michael Alexio, Elliot and Mike Pappas. That's isn't that cute Aww. that they're together? Yeah. Elliot from Silencer Shop, Mike Pappas from Dead Air. They're a couple. Joe Lyons, Jen Justin Paulson. And King of the Patreon is still Jon Snow. He wants me to say that Operator Tickles played Russian roulette with a fully loaded revolver and won. And that's my dog, in case you're wondering. Yeah. In case you forgot to laugh. <laughs> all right um i just wanted your to is, your dog is kind of cute it's, it's she's super super cute in fact you'll meet her we'll we'll bring her with when we do the drive-by oh yes just make sure she doesn't she jump out video. yeah <laughs> and i wanted to thank my editor kenny ortega who makes the show sound a lot better than it is and barrett i wanted to thank you and once again just tell listeners where they can find Last Shadow and Dead Air Silencers. Right on. So we're across all social media platforms, Last Shadow, www.lastshadow.com or at Last Shadow TX on Instagram, deadairsilencers.com and Dead Air Silencers on Instagram. Awesome. Follow us, like us, support us. We'll support you back. Ava, thank you so much. It's such a blast hanging out and being on your podcast. Yeah, of course. Of course. Oh, and also, by the way, congrats on making it into Sports Illustrated, which I forgot to mention. Oh, yeah, that was that was so awesome. Yeah, that's that's it a pretty was. big accomplishment. I mean, I didn't read the article, but I saw you guys, you know, your picture and stuff. And I was like, oh, good for them. Yeah, no, it's super cool. It was, it's nice to, to have a positive light, you know, and weapons. Now, the story was on feral hogs and things like that, but. But it was still, I mean, it was, yeah, exactly. That's a system and dead air silencer and a helicopter, like, boom, right there. It's Mm -hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. That's exactly what I was thinking as well. All right. Well, on that note, we are out of here. Later. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.